This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the JMS Boxing Podcast with me, John. I'm Sam. And today... We're going to the unlicensed scene, uh, saying that me and Sam have been on uh, with Dan Levitt. How's it going? Yeah, good. How yeah, are you? yeah. How's your things? All good. All good. So I just make it nice and basic, strip it back um, with all my guests to start on. When did you first start lacing up your gloves? Uh, so for me, to be honest, I was probably quite late. Um, so I had like a bit of a bit of an angry kid. Thing as a, as a youngster, but love the boxing, you know. Like I see, I remember the first thing I ever see was with Bruno Oliver McCall. My dad got me up, you know, watch it uh, late in the evening, and that was it. Fell in love with it, uh, but didn't really sort of have an amateur background or anything like that. Um, you know, I was, I was training, away, like I had my stuff in the garage and all that stuff through yeah. school and all the rest of it. Um, and then I joined the army, um, and that was really my first sort of exposure to actually sort of competition fighting and, and sort of, you know, getting some good training and, all, and you know, getting taught. Um, so I was probably about 15, 16 when I really started sort of like taking it seriously. Okay. Was that um, in the army when you, did you join the army at 16 then? Or I was did? 15 and nine months, yes. You was 15, or you, was, you yeah, yeah, joined was the army when it was... soldier, yeah, yeah. Junior soldier, I think they called it back then, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, now, um, yeah. what year was that? So that had been 2001, I think it was. Oh, bloody hell. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, went in there and that was it, really. Because in there, it's like, if you're good at sport, then you get let off a lot of other things, do you know what yeah. I mean? And like, kept, foot, kept back yeah, football and boxing, that was that was the one for me. So, yeah, just, just sort of cracked yeah. on with that. I'd done the uh, boxing for the novice Navy team. Right, okay. So I'll get, I see, and it was saying I've spoken about the, uh, I've seen the facilities. Yeah. And I imagine, what were the Army facilities like? Yeah, oh, like top notch, top yeah. notch. So I was up in a place called Arrogate, uh, North Yorkshire, and that was where like junior soldiers went. Yeah. Because uh, you had to carry on a bit of education as well. Um, and yeah, like the facilities are absolutely outstanding. Because um, I described it as, you know, where you've got, the world class, so how as you um you say like we Canelos and stuff like that, and I, I would put it all the GB squad. I'd yeah. put it just under, yeah. like 
just under world class, I would say, as in really, really fucking good. Yeah. So to I know I can imagine that the army would have been the same. Yeah, it was good. We used to um, what we would do as well. You we wouldn't just have camp training. You'd be out. They'd take you out to sort of some rooms in Harrogate, Yorkshire. So you'd go into Leeds and then arrange sort of into into sparring with their local clubs as well. Um, so we got around and, and and did a bit like you know. Did you get carded? No, no carded. No, I was never carded as an amateur ever. No, no. No. So, were you, you're in the army. How long was you in the army for? I was about for, for a year, I think. So. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you just um, just stuck with, the, did you box throughout or? Yeah, just uh, like I say, a lot of it was like training in, in, a, in a club. In a gym comps, shows, like, mm-hmm. in a, Yeah, yeah, what they call them, like gym shows and things yeah. like that, didn't they? Um, so, did all that. Um, picked up a sort of knee injury and then, and then sort of left the army. And then from there on, it sort of got pretty serious pretty quick with the boxing, really. Right, so you left the army, then yeah. where did you go with so, it? So basically, I, I left there and sort of like walked out, no real qualifications, you know, um, doing the usual ex-army, doing security and, uh, you know, not much else. Um, so, yeah, doing that and obviously just wanting a few more quid. And I was yeah. working with uh, a security guard up on, we used to do the C2C train line, yeah, oh, getting yeah. all the drunks off and all that, yeah, all that sort of stuff. And I was working with this fella, uh, Terry, and... Um, we was just chatting about boxing and all the rest of it. And he said he's he was friends with Roy Shaw's son, Gary. Uh, Roy Shaw was the... Used to fight, fought, yep. Yeah, pretty yeah, boy. Yeah, fought yeah. Lenny McLean and, and all the rest of it. So this fellow was mates with his boy and he was obviously into it and, and whatever. And they were speaking about the Circus Tavern and, and, and this and the other. He said, oh, yeah, like, get you, a, get you a fight and all the rest of it. I was like, oh, all right. So, yeah, yeah, you get on a few quid, you know. Um so I was like, yeah, yeah, no worries. And we went down an unlicensed gym uh, down in Collier Road. Right. Um, it was Rod Julian at the gym back then. Yeah. Uh, he's gone on to train some, some really good pros and things like that. And it was at the back of a nail bar. So it's proper like cowboy, <laughs> like, you know, West <laughs> Night. <laughs> we started at the back of a pub. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's a bit like that. I sort of walked in. I was like, what's this all about? You know, and I've gone in there and obviously, listen, I'm in the, I was in the army, but, you know, you, you're going down, you're fighting sort of boys still, you know, sort of between that age. I've walked in there and there's like, uh, what was his name? Fred, Fred, or something, anyway. And, Fred West. Uh, yeah, yeah, Fred, I'll do anything. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so, so, yeah, so we, I go in there and they're like, yeah, yeah, like, so I'm on the bag, like, doing all this stuff and everything. Probably looks half all right, like, um, but, you know, I've still got that boy mentality. And then they set up some sparring. I've got in there with one of their heavyweights, you know, and he's just absolutely pummeled me. Like, <laughs> he's just pummeled me. But I'm... Um, like I'm refusing to go down. Like you know, I'm not going to go down. Ah, okay. Do you know what I mean? And I'm just taking it, taking it, and he's just knocking me everywhere. And I've come out, and 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 I was like, like you know, and um, but yeah, like just carried on training and training and training, and um, I didn't really sort of like sell tickets or anything like that. But um, I remember the first fight I had, they they lined it up for me. I sold about probably ten tickets. Like that was that was all I had. Done. Who, who was your show? Uh, that was uh, Alan Mortlock at the surface. So, so that was the IBA. Yeah, IBA, yeah so yeah. you'd met Alan. Yeah, Alan so so and... Rod was working closely with Alan at the time. Um, so they'd lined up this this show, obviously, and Alan was doing shows sort of like every single Friday and Saturday down the tavern at the time. It's, yeah, you know, back in the day, yeah. very busy. Yeah, and. Um, you know, like I said, that you know, this is back in the day when they were smoking around the ring and mm. it was like, there was no smoking ban or anything like that back then. And um yeah, they lined the fight up, sort of sold about ten tickets and uh went in and um I fought a guy called Stuart Cottier. Um 
his brother was Duncan Cottier, who was a really sort of like popular, well-known journeyman on the pro circuit. He had sort of over 100, 200 fights or something like that. And uh, know nothing about him, got in there just thinking, you know. Yeah, it's like, a bet for you to kind of thing, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no sort of like looking on videos and things like that back then, you know. Just sort of turned up and got the name given to you. And it was like, yeah, we'll crack on. And uh, I got in there. And to be honest, like, I, I did, if I'm honest, I did think I had a bit about me, you know. Um, but this was my first sort of competitive fight. It's different, isn't it? It's different. I completely froze. Fair um, enough. And it, like, not, I didn't turn me back or anything like that. Or I just, didn't really know what was going on. Like, it was so quick. Yeah, yeah. And this, you know, this was a man. You know, I'm fighting like a, a sort of probably mid 30s guy, probably had hundreds of fights, you know, and he just, uh, he just come at me and I just completely froze. And within uh, within the first minute or whatever, I remember Gary Bedford, a uh, great referee, Gary. Yeah, I love Gary. Um, and he's waved it off. And I, then I'm fuming, like, you know, yeah. like, what do you mean? What do you mean? I'm all right. And I was all right. But like, sort of mentally, I just couldn't get into it. What weight did you go in at? So I was fighting then at about probably 12 stone. <laughs> so what weight was he at? Just out of interest. Look, looking back, looking back, <laughs> <laughs> looking back, I want to say he had a couple of, you know, he was a man, he had a man's body. Yeah. Was, you know, I was still sort of 18, 19. I was a, I was a boy, like just turned into a man, you know, and um, I weren't, I weren't ready for that. Um, did you see him weigh in? Hey, did you see him weigh in? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I on the right, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a bit of a disaster anyway. And, um, yeah, that was the first one. So, yeah. So, you're on, um, you're, so that's your first sort of, like, taste of unlicensed. Yeah. You must have got a enjoyment out of it. Then, sort of, how did you move forward? I think, I think for me, it was like, obviously, I've frozen... I knew what I could do, what I had to do. I just didn't. I just didn't do it, and it was a complete disaster. So from then, it was like right back to the gym, and I trained really hard. Like, and I mean, I did really train hard. Um, you know, I was in there. I was working on this railway. You know, sort of like doing the security and that. And then I'd go go to the gym in the morning, like train, 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 train. This Terry like sort of befriended me, picking me up and and take me to the gym. And then the next fight, I had a fought a guy called Gary Bangretti. Uh, he was he was from Canby Island. Um, um, he was again. He was. A, he was. You know, a man sort of in his thirties or whatever. Um, big lump, big hard hitter. Like he did. He did it hard. And um, but we got in there. Um, and and to be fair, like back in it. So back then, you had Steve Woldsworth was a commentator. He used to actually commentate those VHS videos right. at ringside and all yeah. this sort of stuff, right? So it's quite a good little setup. Mm. So I've watched, you know, watch the video back. So I'm going on what he said during the fight. And 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 to be honest with you, into the third round, he had me winning. Um, and then right at the end, and I'm talking on the bell for the third round, he's come over with an overhand right, just swinging because he knows he's losing. And he's caught me, and I've stayed on my feet, and the bells rang. I've gone back to the corner, and he said, Oh, that's a shame. I've probably made it a draw, and, and, it, and it was a draw, yeah. uh, which I was delighted with. Um, <laughs> and, um, was you, did you sell tickets that fight? Or? Uh, I did, but again, it was probably about 10 tickets. It was yeah. nothing extreme. So, oh, it's so, yeah. so, so difficult. Yeah, yeah. And. Um, <laughs> But I went back to the dressing room and I was really ill actually before the fight. I had glandular fever. Um, but it's so, still full. And, yeah, and I shouldn't have really done it because I sold a few tickets and, 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 and I did train hard. So, you know, I wanted to get it done and I probably wasn't still, you know, right. Um, and then I went back and I remember just collapsing in the change room. That was my first concussion where he hit me with that right hand. There's a, um, it, I, I, there, there'd have been a lot of people out there that'd be like, no, I'm not fighting. I'm yeah. not, not going to do it. But I think that's where the first bit of mentality came in. Yeah. 
But yeah, so I went back to the changing room. I just remember collapsing. There's a little, I'll never forget the little red changing room with his little sofa. Yeah. Yeah. As you go round on the yeah, left, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I went, went in there. There's a little toilet in there, wasn't there? And I, and I, I remember just hitting the floor, collapse, like just puking my guts up. And uh, oh, the headache! I've never felt anything like it. Um, and that was it. Sort of what went off. But I, I knew at that point, like I'm not done with it. Like, yeah, there's definitely going to be. There is going to be more. Yeah. yeah. That red sofa. I just um, little one for that red sofa. Um, a certain person I'm not going to name but he is in this room <laughs> and um, basically got his nose broken yeah. and you know the doctor he had yeah, to yeah. Me, yeah, yeah me and the other person's brother had to hold him down whilst he had to get yeah, his nose I'll tell you but... another one about that <laughs> <laughs> worry, you're not alone <laughs> <laughs> that red sofa's got some memories in it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in not the casting couch way either <laughs> so um, from there then is that was that a quick turnaround then fights then so you've gone yeah. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, so those two were, were a quick turnaround. And then, if I'm honest with you, I didn't... Um, I think I maybe had one or two more. And these, you've got to remember, these weren't... These were me trying to win fights yeah. on 10 yeah. tickets, yeah? So there's an issue there. Um, you know, I wasn't going to get easy opponents because I was doing 10 tickets. You're pretty um, much an away fighter. Yeah. Pretty much. Even though you're thinking there. not. Um, and didn't understand the game at yeah. that point. Um, you know, so I was fighting other ticket sellers, you know, who were, like I say, fully developed men, thinking I was in with a chance. I wasn't there to win. Um, but like I said, I just didn't understand that at that point. Would you said you're naive to it? Like, you're saying, can't admit I, I was naive. When you first yeah. walk in, yeah. I think it's, you go, you go in there with the best intentions and then you go, oh, the actual game begins to open up to you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I say, that, those first, that first year maybe, I had no idea of what was really involved and what how boxing really worked. Um, whether it was pro, unlicensed, or whatever, you know, they still operate in a similar way. Yeah, I've uh, just on different scales. Yeah, and at that point, I I had no no idea. Um, and then I actually stopped for probably about three or four years. I didn't didn't lace up a pair mm. of gloves again. Uh, no. Any particular reason, or uh, to be honest, I'd had a like you know not I'd had a falling out with the people that I was with. I that guy that took me on and under his wing and, and all the rest of it so that was like on a coaching level that there wasn't anything you know and then you're just trying to sort of crack on and earn a few quid working and stuff yeah. like that and it was just just didn't really do anything to do with it uh yeah for, for a few years see i i think like uh, with what you're saying like the one thing i could say probably fortunate with then is that i knew like and you like you would have known when we done Yes, we're away fighters. Yeah, we're that. We are there to be the journeyman, and I think that I can imagine. Yeah, you you know you know the crack, and I think I can imagine it. Then that fire goes out quicker because you go. You're there for the best intentions. To then you're turning up and actually being an away fighter. Really, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. But the um, <laughs> I can imagine like the um changing rooms and stuff were good when we were there great crack oh like, absolutely brilliant like through the years like some of the last I've had there who um who was in and around when you was there so so the second so ignoring that first bit I mean well I say ignore that first bit I mean I was fighting on shows where like Dominic Negus was headlining yeah. Mark Potter was headlining um you know like big shows then yes yeah, and 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 you know like I'll come on to it a bit later but like you know people like Dominic have become like sort of good friends 
um, Mark I used to spar with and was a, was a good friend like obviously just passed away recently um, but yeah so so they were like the main players I think it was a Shane Stanton and and, and, and uh, Darren Burford they were, they were like the sort of like the big boys mm. um, but I didn't really get in with a journeyman at that point because I wasn't really thinking oh that's what I was yeah. so I didn't you know what I mean so Sorry, I you, want to, you want that mindset of I want to go out there yeah sell a few tickets put on a show for your like, friends and relatives and that and then you know, you can, I, me and him, we was, uh, you got, kind of get pushed into a, a, a yeah. lane. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, that's like, obviously, you know, accelerate too much, but basically I had that little gap. Um, Did you do anything in that gap? Was I mean, I, I was fit because um, I was always like involved in sports. I was playing mm. football. I was like going to the gym and, you know, but I wasn't sort of concentrating on boxing It was, as, as such. It was just sort of, I was just sort of surviving and, yeah. and doing. Would you have said doing. the fire sort of got taken out here from it? Like, yeah, I think I think for me because I didn't really like I wasn't as such attached to a gym, like so I didn't have that stable of and and that's a really important thing in, in boxing, you know, and in fighting is having that stable and that support network around you. Yeah, um, and I didn't, I didn't have that from the get go. Really, I had a couple of people obviously saying to me, you know, do this, do this, do, yeah, like you know, but that was a very short period of time for, and there wasn't. Yeah, I, and I can attest to that actually as well because the one thing, where don't matter what how I viewed or I can imagine you're the same, Sam. How we viewed boxing or whatever, we had a great team with us. Yeah. We had yeah. we had such a good laugh. It was yeah. like when so I walked in, much. I walked in sort of a bit later than you guys, yeah, as yeah. I've always said. Uh, but the team there, I think, made my experience and your experience a better like 100% yeah so yeah. when we're turning up at places we're just having a laugh yeah getting in there and then going out on the piss after and yeah. then having a laugh then and yeah, we yeah. were doing that every weekend yeah it's definitely yeah but like I say I just didn't have that and that's probably why I went, on, went missing for how long I did um, and to be honest then I was working in a place and people chatting about boxing and obviously say, oh, mm. you know, did this, did that, whatever. And um, and then it was like, yeah, I'll have another fight because I'll get some tickets done here. Like, you know? yeah. And that's what happened. And, and and I literally had one fight and I fought with a guy, Tony Louie. Yeah. 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 I mean, Tony's, <laughs> Tony, <laughs> Tony, Tony's been around the block, like, you know what I mean? Um, you know, and I think he still has the odd one now, to be oh, honest. Really? And he's probably, he's got to be about <laughs> 60, the fella. Yeah. Um, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, look, back then he was still sort of half all right, you know. Um, I wouldn't say he was, he was, you know, bang on it, but, and uh, I managed to line a fight up with him. And um, yeah, and I, and I won the fight and, you know, three rounds or whatever it was, like, old points and done about probably 12 tickets this time. So, you know, going up in the world. <laughs> did, uh, did you, did you, she said about your network, when you went back, sorry, when you went back, did you go to a different gym or went back to the same didn't, gym? Didn't even go to a gym. Didn't uh, go to a gym? Trained at Fitness First with a pal of mine, um, turned up there with a pal in the corner that knew nothing about boxing. Oh. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so that's how it went, and then and then basically what happened um, is I was called up by a promoter um, and said to look, you know, you're not really going to do tickets, but you can move around. Yeah. Um, what yeah. about this? And uh, as your equity card sort of thing, and about being a journeyman, and what's that? <laughs> yeah, then the ace is how you got to learn, yeah, to learn yeah, the other yeah. side of it. And it was like, oh, well, basically, I've got a fight for you, um, but you know, you're not, 
you know, you're not really going to, you know, you can't win and, and this, that and the other. And uh, I don't even remember the fight over it was, to be honest. And then um, I did that, got paid better money than I was doing, sort of probably double, treble what I was doing on tickets straight away. And that was it. Game on. And so you're fighting in and around southeast area or you travelling the country? So to begin with, I was sort of like in the southeast um pretty much week in week out um again no wasn't really attached to a stable at that point because i didn't really if i'm honest i didn't really know anyone in the game right. so i was like because i was very fresh so i was just sort of like i say taking a pal down there it sort of like i'll just say to them that if this happens do this if this happens do that yeah. <laughs> ask him you know asking between rounds how's it going or whatever are yeah. you losing am i losing yeah good right excellent and, um, <laughs> You know, and just doing it like that, um, you know, which is looking back, it was like suicide, really. It was very dangerous, really. Um, but, you know, we had a good time. And then and then obviously I started meeting people in the back room. That's what I was going to yeah. say. Is it, is this where the conversations start coming yeah, in? Yeah, exactly that. And and that's what happened. Um, and yeah, I was I was still taking, you know, a friend or whatever. But yeah, I was meeting people like Manny Richardson, Marty Cain. Yes. Um, yeah, good friends. Yeah, that's, well, that's yeah. what I was going to say because when we went down there, the yeah. Irish lads, um, I know Mally's uh, from Blackpool, isn't he? Yeah, yeah that's um, right. Yeah. The, uh, we, we were down there when uh, Marty and had the, like, a load of the Irish lads down yeah, there yeah, as well. Yeah. And they yeah. uh, they were just crap. They were just mental, absolutely yeah. mental. Yeah. Fucking. But some of them were very good boxers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they'll fuck with each other before the fight. They'll just yeah, fuck yeah, with yeah, each yeah, other yeah. before the fight. Yeah. And you're like, I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You're not, you spoke... Your mindset's not in the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you turn up and, like, I don't know, you probably agree. Like, I remember turning up and, like, Mike is fucking with someone. He's just about to fight. And I'm like... Why ain't he preparing? Like, I'm naive here at this point. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, later on, I'm like, yeah, let's go. Like, let's fuck it, <laughs> let's do it. But the um, but he's just like fucking with someone, like getting the okay, like the um, Vaseline out and stuff like that. And you're like, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Uh, but he was great crack down there. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was good. And like I said, from then, like, 
you know, now we're talking sort of, I'm into 20 fights, 30 fights or whatever. Um, so now I'm sort of, you've got the experience. I'm getting experience. Yeah. I'm learning how to survive rather than sort of like, like, you know, we had a chat earlier and, and, you know, like a good journeyman isn't someone that gets knocked out in the first round. That's a terrible, you know, like obviously it happens. You know what I mean, but it's, the art of it is to stay in there as long as you can and make yeah. it look convincing, yeah. you know. Um, and there were there were times where, you know, and this isn't on that circuit predominantly, you know, the other circuits where, you know, I, I was told like, no, you're going down in the first round, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And, it happens, and, though, not all days long. It's, it's unreal. And, and you know, um, but yeah, so like eventually, like I was, sort of doing that and, 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 and flowing with that. And then I, um, how did it end up? But it, I don't know if you know Noel Tierney. Um, so Noel Tierney is a, uh, he was Mark Potter's coach. Okay. Um, and, and he had a, ch- a gym in, um, in, in uh, where was it? In Ho Street in Walthamstow. Um, and it was KO, Club KO. And we used to, I got into there, I went down for a training session and this man, I mean, Noel's still around, you know, um, he was the first coach I ever had, I'd say. Like, mm. And I mean, like, you know. Proper talk, boxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teach. I went down there and, 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 you know, just wanted to train. To pay me 40 quid a month, just train, do me flights, get out. That was it. And he took me on the pads. And within, like, five minutes, I've learned 20 things I never knew about mm. and all that sort of stuff, you know. And then and that was it. Like, I was hooked. I, I, I started going there five o'clock from Essex every morning, five o'clock in the morning, go down there at six o'clock and training with him. Because I absolutely loved it, and then I'm learning how to actually. I'm actually learning the art now. Yeah, you know? just I'll strip it back a, a sec. Just so you know, you said you you you're 20 30 fights in, and obviously you spoke about um about the journeyman side of it. Uh, I would say more. How was your sort of mentality at the time? Because uh, you you you've sort of lost. You said you lost sort of that fight, and then you've come back. Is it the fact? Has it changed because now you know the game, or how was your mentality to stick about with all them fights? For for for, for the for the journeyman. Fights. Yeah, for the time until you obviously get your coach with your. Yeah, mate. yeah. I think for me, like I I, I never really had. Um, it, it was money driven as well um like if i'm honest about it like Absolutely. i don't i didn't really have sort of guidance outside of boxing yeah. either um so i wasn't sort of like on a career path or you know job to job security this or labor you know and obviously then you know 300 pound a week is a lot of money like yeah. you know um even today like, yeah you know, that's true um you know they've got this sort of promoters offering me like a few hundred quid a week to get in there and not even no pressure yeah. you know as long as you can sort of like you know get through the rounds and that really was like the driver behind it, which is either right, you know, right or wrong. Me, that's that's what it was. To to be fair, I remember um, Dave Basson. Yeah. So okay. I remember, yeah, yeah, I remember him speaking to. Um, so I remember a boxer um, basically coming, and I asked him, and he was like, "I was like, what's your driver?" And he was the same. Mm. He was like, "To be honest." This is just extra payments off my yeah. mortgage. I just get to pay more of my mortgage off yeah. with this and then all bit of holiday money. And when he said that to me, it sort of, I sort of stepped back and I was like, actually, it's quite a good mentality to do it. I know it, you say rightly or wrongly, but if you're, if you look at it and go, okay, it's a bit money driven, all right, you're getting in its 12 minutes. And you're getting three hundred quid. Yeah. It's not that bad when you think about it. It's movie star wages, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So it's it's I do. Yeah. So yeah, to go to um, you're now training with 
yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. At this point, I'm just sort of like I say, I'm, I'm taking fights. I don't even, you know, like I couldn't even reel off a list at that point because they were just like people that I just didn't really. Like I say I'm turning up for me, don't you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like Noel's training me. You know, you got the likes of Mark Potter in the gym. Um, some other sort of really good fighters in there, and yeah. you're getting sparring with them, and you know, and he's just getting me really fit. Like, and I think that's the other thing as well. I was never like, like you know, like a lot of people go, yeah, I'm fit, I'm fit. But listen, you know, when you're fit, when you're, you're fit or there. boxing fit. Yeah, exactly. And I weren't boxing fit, you know. Yeah. Um, and and I think for me as a journeyman, it was harder because I'd always got you'd want to go on the outside, and when you go on the outside. Um, you know, in a ring, in a boxing ring, it's harder because you're, you're putting the miles in, go, you know, trying yeah. to survive, getting away, and this and that. Um, so, so that's quite a nine level of fitness, like you know. Um, Unless you're Mike Cage, who puts his big suede in. Yeah, 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 just don't mind getting <laughs> it. Yeah, but at this point, I'm fighting up at heavyweight. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so, so I've, yeah, yeah, I've crossed the fourteen and a half stone marker, and now, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so at that point, it's and, and and that was like that was a really hard thing for me as well because. Like below 14 and a half stone, you're sort of getting away with it. But once you cross 14 and a half, obviously, then you're in every way. But you can be fighting people that are like you're coming up against you know, big 20 guys. stone men, yeah. You know, you're 14 and a half stone just on the cusp, and 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 you want to be on the outside, trust me. Like, yeah, no, I get that. <laughs> I get the getting it by, I get they're getting it by like a big. Like heavyweight, I yeah. can imagine it's going to be massively different from yeah. getting hit by someone that's um by someone that's obviously my size or whatever, because yeah, I was yeah, fighting yeah. at like 12, um, just under 12 stone. Yeah. So, yeah. and they, you do, they still hit hard. Yeah. You're not getting hit by 20 stone. Guys no, like I think because that weight gap's such a big difference mm. when you move up to every weight as well. Um, so, yeah, so like Noel really sort of like done well with me on my feet and um, getting me moving um, a lot more and smartly as well, you know. So, like yeah. obviously going on the outside, but being able to sort of take a break and go for a walk and all that sort of stuff. Um so yeah, trained me brilliantly. And then that was happening and, and what was noticed, and I, th- and I think it was noticed by a few people, not just myself, right? Like, and this isn't me sort of giving myself credit, but it was noticed then like the performances were actually like, probably could have won that, probably could win yeah. this. You know what I mean? And there was a little bit of sort of, of whatever. And then Noel had his own show uh, okay. up in uh, Chigwell. And he put me on the show and, you know, I put in a lot of hard graft in the gym and whatnot. And he gave me a title fight. Um and I won it, and and it wasn't a fixed fight. Uh, it was probably an easier fight because um, the opponent I was going to have pulled out two days before. Right. Um, but he put on the show, and I won, and I had a good crowd there as well. Sold tickets. Sold yeah. tickets for it. Like, so I was married now. Um, so I had my wife, her family, my family, and and yeah, I've won, and 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 that feeling was just like incredible because yeah. you know I've gone through all these other fights where I'm not allowed to do that and, and, and you know, like I've obviously got this win and, you know, performed well and doing it fit and properly. So now I'm like, okay, you know. You know you're capable. I, I know that actually I can box, you know. Okay. Yeah. Then, um, so you're still, your circuit's still South Eastern, Essex. Yeah. You do some Kent shows. Yeah, so... So what happened was I then started uh, getting phone calls from um, Joe Paul. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Joe Paul Jr. Um, and yeah, he he started sort of like bringing me in there, um, and he, <laughs> yeah, he, he put me in with a guy. Um, what was his name? His name was Gary something, um, and he was six foot seven. This fella, <laughs> absolute unit. Um, 
and the video was on YouTube and um, he, was, he was a big name as well, like sort of proper this, that and the other. I remember getting in there thinking, Jesus, no. <laughs> Joe, well, Joe Pohl's one of the sort of founders of the unlicensed. He's on the, in the South. He's on that, like, in that yeah. South London or South. The Caesar's yeah, yeah. Palace. And, That's it. Yeah, That's it. This, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so he inherited it from his dad, I think. Like, yeah. Know, his dad passed away. And uh, they're all sort of like, you know, gangsters and, and or ex-gangsters, whatever they are. And lovely fella, to be fair. Um, and I did a bit of work for him on the side and stuff like that as well. And um, so, yeah, I, went, I remember going down there and this fella was in a like, proper unit. And... Um, you had like the Royal Shaw there and all that sitting at the ringside and everything else. And, and he said to me, like, he, he come over and, and he said, oh, like, you can't, you know, you, you can't win this one. Right? And I said, <laughs> I was like, what? You seen this fella? Like, I, I'm a you know, and I got in there and I swear to you, right, he, he ran at me, yeah, and um, he ran at me and he was like doing all this and like swinging his arms at me and I'm getting out of the way as best I can. I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, like, you know, but like I said, he must have weighed about 23 stone and six foot seven, yeah? yeah. So a big lad, I'm thinking, he can't keep this up. Like, not a chance. But that's, but the punches weren't hurting, like, there was nothing yeah. behind him. Yeah. He didn't know how to punch. And um, all of a sudden, I've jabbed him and he's just gone back across the room, <laughs> gone on the road, so he's covered up. So I'm sitting there thinking, well, hello. So I've gone in and I'm just absolutely like beating him up. Like I'm just like flying around his body, his head, everything, around his neck, everything, giving him, knocked him across the ring again. Like all of a sudden I see a promoter running around, running around the side of the ring. Crowd are going wild, they're loving it. Like, yeah. you know, this little bloke's beating up, you know, like, he's going, stop it, Dan, stop it. <laughs> like that, right? He's going, you can't do it, stop it. The second round come. So Bell went for the end of the round, first round, went back to the corner and, uh, He's come over and he said to me, like, knock it on the head now. I've gone out there, like, took a dig on the chin and fallen over. And that was the end of it. Well, at night, least you, the acting class is coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> it, yeah. yeah. yeah we, uh, we know someone that took a dig to the uh, to the head and went down with a body shot, but never the, the anonymous <laughs> body shot. The ghost shot. <laughs> the yeah, ghost yeah, yeah. shot, yeah. yeah. So we've had, uh, we we know, yeah, we know the crack with that. Yeah. So yeah, no, I was I was doing like bits over that side of the water, um, but then like, but predominantly it was like Essex, and then and then yeah, we moved into Kent at that time. Um, Come on, Darren and Elena. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I went on to Darren and Elena's, and Darren, like, so I met Darren up in Colchester. We were both fighting away from home, um, and I was fighting a guy called Josh Bond um, and Shane Shane Stewart was another one I thought out there. Two top top boys, like good fighters, and. Um, Again, probably didn't need to be paid to lose, to be honest, because um, I think I would have got beat like that. Very good. Um, but I met Darren on that show um, and we were chatting. He was actually saying to me, like, oh, I'm thinking of getting my own thing started and would you be interested in coming over, blah, blah, blah. And sort of don't think much of it. And, um, and mm. then, the, lo and behold, like, I don't know, a year, 18 months later, I got the call. Um, yeah, yeah. So so Darren and Elena, like, I, you know, I expected the usual coup, like, you know, mm. um, yeah, like, you know, pay to lose, whatever else. And they, they rang me up and they said, so it would have been, it was Tony Barrett one, uh, this was, so, because I had four with him. And um, I turned up there. How, how many, you had four with him, but how many did you organise? No. Well, just straight up. Straight fights, all my life, yeah, yeah straight yeah. fights, straight fights. I remember he, got, he did pull out now and again, didn't he? Right, yeah, I didn't know who the fella was, like, so I turned up and they said, yeah, it's Tony Barrett. I was like, because you've got to remember, we weren't from Kent. Yeah. So we didn't know no one in Kent, like, you know. And um, so, yeah, turned up there and he's got a big following, to be fair to him, like, you know. And um, I had, like, my wife with me, Gnoll, and, and in the corner, and a couple of others. And we got in there and um, 
To be fair, it was a good fight. It weren't, you know, like, I hear a lot about Tony, but in fairness, like, he's got capable, he's capable, yeah. but he don't train. That's his problem, yeah? So if you get him, if you get through a round and a half with him, yeah, you've probably got him. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what happened. He blew out, he come on me strong the first, first ball round, and then second and third, third round, I had him on the ropes and I was just pummeling him. And to be honest with you, it's a bit weird actually, because every fight sort of went the same way, but I was actually a bit like pissed off with the referee over it, because, uh, it, it should have been stopped. Yeah, like, he, he, was telling, he was saying to me, yeah, no, like, I'm done, I'm done. Yeah. And I'm t- I'm sort of looking at the ref and I'm smacking him and I'm like, like you know, and, you know, it didn't get stopped um, and I won the fight. Do you think if he, Tony would train, he would do bits? Or? I think Tony is, is like, very capable. He's got very fast hands. Um, I don't think he's a big puncher. Because um, I've seen him fight. Um, I've seen him fight Lou Darling. See him fight Luke yeah, Dolly, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. a while ago, and like I've never met him. Don't yeah. know the guy. I'm not even going to claim anything. Like, yeah. but you know when you hear things, so I'm like, I'm not too sure what to expect. But I've heard about Tony Barrett yeah. through. I've heard he was a very good amateur. Um, I don't know how true that is. Other other naughty things. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Listen, I know I've heard a lot of things as well. Yeah. You know, and um, but. Look, the experience I had with him is he's one of them, he's a capable fighter, didn't train hard enough. Um, and that's you know, you know, would I beat him if he was fully trained? Probably. Um but fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 that again with Tony, it was like a mentality thing. Like I, I mean I can run you know, the second time I fought him, uh we fought the casino rooms for yeah. for a title. Um and I had him, I hit him, uh, it was like a 19 punch combination, I think we counted when we watched it back. Like, and he stood on his feet. Like, he takes it, he wouldn't go, like, he's my old man to put down. Yeah, I was going like, to say, you know I mean? well, if you're um, hitting him with 19 punches, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm probably not doing my job properly. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, like, sort of done that, got, he got a stand eight count. I won that fight, won a, won a title from him. Then the third fight we had, I can't even remember where the third fight was, to be honest with you. Um, and then I fought him again up at Pete Stoughton's show. Uh, Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for for a ton of other titles, Southern Area title or Kent title, um, and that was a good fight. It was like four round. We probably weren't both in the best of shapes, um, but we had a good fight on the inside as well. It was good and like sort of uppercutting, hooking each other. And um, but again, his fitness. I think it's his fitness and his mentality lets him down. Um, you know, honestly. Yes. Because um, once he starts getting beat, he sort of sort of resigns yeah. himself. You know, to that. You know. So he goes back into sort of re- reservation mode. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then he'll just swing the odd one. Yeah. Or two later, you know, you know that big shot's coming. So you're at this moment, then you you're out. You're, the scenes in our Kent Essex. Have you gone elsewhere? Like, are you? Because we went Plymouth in the end. Yeah. We've done... So, so I think the furthest way I went was Sunderland, um, <sighs> and that was a last minute call. And there's a bit of the story behind that. Is is so I was uh, I was still with Noel at the time. And um, got the phone call on the Friday night from uh, Adam Waltlock. And he said to me, I've got a pal of mine putting a show up in Sunderland yeah. tomorrow night. Can you go down there? 800 quid. Like, don't have to lose or anything. Like, straight fight. Just turn up, yeah. So I was like, happy days. Like, yeah, I'll drive up there. It's got in a little banger fiesta ride at the time. Like, I said to Mrs. and Kids, see you later. I took Noel up there and one of my pals. And we flew up there. Um, got up there about one o'clock in the afternoon. And, like, didn't fight till about... It must have been nearly midnight. Like, it was a joke. Because this guy was the main man, like. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I got in All there. Right. And uh, I can't remember his name. Um, but I tell you, he could bang. He was mm. a proper banger. Like, and, and 
oh yeah anyway i remember he hit me right hand over the top on the head and um didn't think much of it like i think i think we did the three rounds or whatever it was got me got me money good as gold trying to drive home and like, i was all over the place like knackered and but i kept sort of like feeling a little bit funny yeah and um so i got home and uh i think it was a high there at the time Right. No, I've right, never known yeah. you were there. <laughs> <laughs> so I had air. And I remember I was like, used to put your old, like, next day, put a bit of whatever it was, gel, brew cream, whatever it was back then. Brew cream? Yeah. <laughs> Spray of brew. And, and, uh, yeah, and I remember going, sort of like, rubbing my head. And I was like, oh, that's a bit weird. There's a lump on, on my head here. Yeah. And, um, like a hematoma or yeah. So I didn't really think much of it. Like, and then it sort of was like getting a bit bigger and bigger. And I shaved my head off. Me hair off, sorry. And um, I could see this light. It was quite visible, like, you know. And uh, my wife was like, she was like, no, that's, that's got to go. Like, and she, so she actually got me into a private hospital, um, like, pretty much quite quickly. And um, they literally did it while I was awake there. And then they cut the head, my head open. And, and this where the scar is. Yeah, that's where that scar is there. <laughs> and um, they took it out. And I was awake. Like, it was the most weirdest thing, like, cutting into your head, like, you know. And they pulled it out. And it was like a great big ball of blood and fat and like whatever so apparently i don't you know i'm not a doctor but with bruising it forms fat around right. whatever to protect whatever it's bruising or, or, or whatever and that's what they pulled out the head and there was blood in there as well and then they stitched it back up and i had this here um it was a bit of a wake-up call yeah to an extent because i was like if it's the other side of that skull then yeah. it was game over probably you know especially sort of jumped in the car and drove back, which is mental. Really. Yeah, that the um, driving back, and I can imagine the conco- like concussed as well yeah, as yeah. everything like that. I can imagine that being quite Yeah. Yeah, no, it was yeah, so so that was And like then I the missus be yeah. like what you fucking Yeah, doing? yeah. But it was like I suppose back in the day it was hard like back then because that was like literally how I earned my, my money. Like, yeah. And, you know, we had cut like little kids and that as well and you know, so it was I, I, I just went straight back to it. I, I couldn't afford to go, oh well I ain't gonna do it no more, you know. Okay, so you done Sunderland, done elsewhere, or? Uh, yeah, City Pavilion. Yeah. City Pavilion, that could be a professional. It's really good venue. It's such a good venue. Yeah, yeah, oh, I'll put it out, it's such a good no, venue. No, no, it is. It's, it's a really good venue. And it's... Uh, Very like, well set out as well. Yeah, and uh, so many like side rooms through a changing room. Yeah. And, and sort of areas and things like that. No, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, we did, we did the pavilion and... Um, did uh, I did another fight in order shot? That was a, that was a mad one as well. That was another phone call from Alan lastminute.com. Uh, I've got another mate, he needs a fighter. Yeah. Can you go down there? And so I've driven down there, and he was like, Yeah, yeah it's 500 quid. I was like, Oh, lovely. Um, but I goes, go, got there, and the fella said, Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, uh, You got three rounds. I was like, Yeah, it's standard. He said, It's three minute rounds. I was like, well, I don't really do three minute rounds. <laughs> like it matters. Six two, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, he said, nah, it's three minute, three minute rounds. It's in a cage. I was like, oh, lovely. Um, that's like new, you know. Yeah. But it's boxing. I was like, oh, great. He said, yeah, it's against Ollie Thompson, right? So I'm sitting there. Oh. <laughs> right, okay. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, I don't know who that is. Like, you know, and then people said, oh, I ain't even got a corner with me. Like, I've turned up on my own. So no. I said, oh, I need a corner, mate. He said, yeah, yeah, so I'll sort you out. Few people coming in and out of dressing room over the next couple of hours. Oh, you're fine, Ollie. You're fine, Ollie. You're fine. Yeah. It's like straight onto Google. Oh, right. Lovely. Yeah. Britain's strongest man. So, um, he's big. Yeah. Um, he's big in the MMA, MMA side yeah. of the world. Oh, he's really the one that Potter, he refused uh, to fight Damon. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That's oh, who he, yeah, that's who he was oh, talking, because right. them two were good mates if he used to fight Damon. Well, I know he beat Mark Potter in the cage. Um, he, he, he taps him out. Straight, he's good. He? Yeah, very good. Yeah. He's a good fighter, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they, right. So the, the talk was then, um, I didn't find out till after the fight, is he was going to turn pro for boxing. Um, okay. So I so I've got in there and I'm listen and the man's an absolute animal, isn't he? Like he's a beast to look yeah. at. Um and we went around just jabbing, same you know, stay away, get the jab off, um, <laughs> you know, and just see what we can do. And uh I was doing all right, I felt. And then if we're in the first round, and it's the only time in my life that I was knocked out, and I mean out. Um I don't the next thing I remembered was on on my knee. Uh, referee's got his arm around me. He said, Are you, you all right? I said, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, like, let's crack on. He went, mate, he said, you've been out for about a minute. Fuck I said, what? Oh. And it's still to this day, I've never seen a video of it and I still don't remember the punch that done me because the last thing I remember, he was nowhere near me. I was jabbing and running. Um, and yeah, I just was like, what? And, you know, absolutely, it's the weirdest feeling and it felt absolutely fine. No pain anywhere, nothing at all. When I saw Rolly in the dressing room after, a lovely fellow as well, by the yeah. way. Um, I had a really good chat with him. And that's when I, he said to me, like, yeah, I'm thinking of turning pro. This was like a warm-up to it all. And I was like, oh, brilliant. Oh, good luck with it all. And it was in all the shots. So I had quite a drive home because I was living in Canby at the time. I jumped in the car and I must have got about, I don't know, sort of six, seven, eight mile down the road. And then it came, the head, the headache just come. And it was like absolutely pounding. It was like no headache I've ever had. It was so bad. And it reminded me back to that time at the tavern when I was being sick after. So I knew yeah. I was concussed. And I just had to get back to the house. Yeah. Um, and sort of like, yeah, got back there just on the bed. And I just remember it was just an horrific night. Just so much pain. How many fights you had at this point? Uh, at that point, I was... Roughly. I was, I was probably in 60s or 70s. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. So yeah. really around the circuit, around... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. After that, then, are you contemplating giving it up or what? No, so I, I think like what happened then is, is like, um, Noel was on about me sort of turning over. Um, what, being a pro journeyman? Being or, a pro journeyman, yeah. Okay. And, um, you know, because I was never going to do the tickets. So even if I went pro and was, and you know, brilliant, it wouldn't have happened. As, right. as we know, and obviously I've been corrected before, unlicensed, you sell tickets and you take your chance. As a pro, you need to do, um, at the, before I know this, the, I know it's changed now, but it was a 1,000 for the house, 1,000 for the opponent, and then a 1,000 just to get on the show. Yeah. So you had to do 3,000 pounds, and that's cheap now as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to just get on the show. Small so, hall shows. Yeah, yeah to yeah. a small hall show. So yeah. that's why a lot of people go as the journeyman, because yeah, yeah, the money's yeah. better as well. Yeah, no, of course. Fast. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that was all the talk then. And at the time, you had uh, Mark Potter and John McDermott smart sparring in the gym. Um, was it when John McDermott done the uh, prize fire? It was that all I know is it was after Fury. I'm sure it was right. after Fury because yeah. uh, I think he got the Fury fight because of prize fire. If I remember, right? Okay, because I know he done uh, and then 
that Potter fought Danny Williams. Yeah, it was way after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was all after that. Um, but Mark was obviously still fighting unlicensed and just knocking everyone out. Um, um, but yeah, so he was in Big the Big old bank. Yeah, yeah. Lovely geezer, by the way. Like, yeah, absolutely. I remember, legendary. like, because he's refed a few of my fights, don't you remember? He's got that face where you're like, fucking hell. Yeah, and then yeah, when yeah. you speak to him, you're <laughs> like, Oh, you're really nice. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? No, that's it. No, heart of gold. Absolutely yeah. heart of gold. And a lot of them are like that, do you know? Um, a lot of them are like that. Um, I'll tell you, um, <laughs> Pete Stoughton. Pete Stoughton's like that. Oh, Pete's, Pete's lovely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll box Pete. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it was like, so they were sparring in the gym. And then um, Noel said to me, look, like, get on the pads and that. John's, John's coach, manager, whatever I think it was CJ's name was, is here. he said they'll have a look at you. Um, so I was doing a bit of pad work and all the rest of it. And he was like, yeah, 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 like, looks all right, you know, all the rest of it. Um, and then nothing really sort of, like, come of it. And it was just like, it was money. Like, I'd have to get money for scans. I'd have to get money for, yeah. you know. And it was just like, to be honest, I just, I felt actually, like, I'd probably make more money fighting on the unlicensed because, you know, we had 28-day bans in the pros if you got yeah, stopped. Yeah, if you get stopped, yeah. You know, and if you got cut or, you know, and that was likely to happen. Because they were obviously fighting a calibre of people where where that's you know and, and, and you know I could fight like five days a week on license if I wanted to and, and get paid so it didn't it just didn't add up for me and then at the time I got my first ever like sort of real job <laughs> which was uh, working on London Underground at night so the, the plan was I was I was doing that um, got that job on the railway so that I could train during the day yeah um, and then work at night and so the pro thing just never really. Sort of could you not I know it's going to sound controversial to people that are listening but could you have not done the pro thing and if you had had the 28 day ban then do the unlicensed stuff would it do you know what because I know that, people would do that yeah and it didn't really cross my mind at the time um, but looking back I mean I don't know like I've worked with the British Border Control which I'll come on to like and um I mean, they caught me out doing things then. So, I mean, I don't know how easy that is to do. I know there were pros fighting under different names on licence. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just didn't, it didn't really cross my mind, to be honest. So, um, with that, just quickly, because I know we spoke about it, you, uh, you've done a bit of MMA as well. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, what, <laughs> a bit. <laughs> so, so yeah, what happened there is a bit of a story. So, I've got a phone call from uh, Alan Kettle. Um, I can't remember where I met Alan, um, to be honest, but he phoned me and said, I've got a kickboxing show, uh, with cage fighting on it and all the rest of it. He said, uh, I'll give you 500 pounds to come down, do the cage fight in a ring. Okay. So I said, yeah, no worries. A bit like pride. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That sort of set up. Yeah. And I said, yeah, no problem. Right. Cause I was just like, again, just 500 pounds, 500 pounds, isn't it? Um, you know, <laughs> and, uh, went down there. And with a couple of people, I took some other fighters as well, actually. Um, and then Alan phoned me, Alan Mortlock. So we've got the two Alans now. So Alan Mortlock's phoned me and he said, I've got a show that evening. I'll give you £500 to do a cage fight. I'm like, what is going on here? So I've been phoned <laughs> and booked for two shows in the same day for cage fighting, which I've never done, right? So I said, yeah, no problem. Gone out, got me MMA shorts, like, you know. So yeah. I've got, gone and done that. Anyway, I've got in there the first fight, didn't have a clue what was that. Blokes running at me, so I'm trying to throw punches because that's, that's all I know what to do. And um, he's grabbed me around, around, like, sort of like arm barred me, but around the face. So I'm, just, I'm there and I'm like, I literally don't know what to do, right? <laughs> and then he's like wrenched it. And as he's wrenched it, I felt something sort of like pop in my face. He's like, crouching like, my it. Mandible, yeah. It was my mandible. 
uh, my jawbone. Right. And I went, oh. and as he's come in again, I, t- I went, stop. <laughs> right? Something's not right. Um, anyway, so refs come over, paramedics, I'm saying, they said, oh, I think it's dislocated. I said, oh, right, right that's good then, put it back. Like, oh, well, no, you probably got to have to go to the hospital. I said, yeah, but I've got a fight later up at Brentwood Centre, you know. Um, yeah, well, you know, you can't be, you know, I said, all right, whatever, I got me money. Off I went to the Brentwood Centre and my brother-in-law's fighting on that show and he's half decent, like, the cage fighting. And um, so all the family are there, like, so... Like my wife, my father. Oh, so you got to turn out. You got to turn out. So they're all there, right? And wife's like, "You ain't doing it. You've got some like your jaw's broken." I said, "Listen, I said I'm set up for a grand today, like because Alan's giving me five hundred quid and all, like you know. So you know, it's a good day's money. So lo and behold, anyway, I'm fighting a guy called Cole Everton. Apparently, he's a face in the MMA or was, or you know, he thought Bob Sapper was going to or something like that. So he absolute unit to look at, and uh. He's called me in and he's, he's, oh, um, yeah, well, basically, this is how it's going to go. Like, I went, mate, you can go anywhere you want. Like, I'm, I'm fucked. Like, <laughs> I've got a broken jaw. I've been beaten up once today. Like, do what you want. And he said, yeah, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to get you in this footlock. And I went, yeah, brilliant. Like, no problem. So we're waiting around, waiting around. And my jaw weren't hurting. It's just really uncomfortable. And anyway, I've got in there with him and, I've gone towards him and he's just picked me up. It's on YouTube somewhere. He's picked me up and just dumped me straight on my face, hasn't he? Which, like, I'm just, like, brilliant. Like, then he's, my arm's yeah. been bent backwards and I'm just tapping. Like, I think I was in there about 25 seconds. Like, it was ridiculous. And, uh, but got paid. Um, <laughs> and off I went. That was a thousand pounds, like, for the day, you know. But then spent the next sort of two weeks off work with a broken jaw because yeah. I had to have it operated on. So basically, it equaled up. Oh, so <laughs> your jaw got proper fucked then? Yeah, well, it was it was just a clean break uh, across the mandible, the side side bone in the jaw. So it was a uh, that was the first time I'd done it, and and that was broken. Um, so yeah, they operated on it, but it, it was quite a bad operation because I think I'd woken up and coughed in it or something and split everything, and <laughs> it was quite a bad. I, I lost I lost about two stone in about two weeks because I couldn't eat. I couldn't even get a soup spoon in my mouth. It was, it was really bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're, you've done the MMA. You're still yeah. fighting. Are you yeah. you carrying on with the unlicensed scene? Yes. When, when do you carry on up until? So I, I just kept going. And then, like I said, I come over to Kent um, and I thought, like, it was weird, really, because, like, later on in my career, that's when I started, like, getting actually good at boxing and, and, and winning fights. And then I won a couple of titles. I won, I, I fought Rob Apps for the European title uh, over in Kent. Um, so Joe Eldiff was in his, uh, yeah, 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 Joe, Joe, yeah, uh, was yeah. in his corner, uh, giving me earache for 10 rounds. Um, <laughs> You've taken his best. <laughs> He's tired. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I thought Rob, and, and don't get me wrong, Rob, Rob, Rob's a tough boy, like you know. Um, fought him, went ten rounds, uh, beat him on points. Although Joe didn't agree with it, um, won that, and that was my first sort of big belt, you know. Um, and then I got the phone call for the rematch, like, like you got to defend it. So he wants a rematch. I said, yeah, that's fine. Like, let's do it. Um, and, and 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 then the second fight, like, I think it was the second round. Uh, again, this somewhere on, online. And he, he come he come right at me and I and I step back and I give him my right hand, straight right hand. And Rob's a big lad like, you know, and he, and I beat him and I knew I'd hit him hard. And he went stumbling back across the ring and took the knee, which I couldn't believe, because in the first fight I never even looked close to stopping him or putting him down. Yeah. Like he was just sort of winning on points. And then uh he but I broke my hand. 
And I'm two rounds into a 10, fight, ten round fight, you know, so I'm like, oh, like, please don't get up. Um, and don't I, get yeah, up. yeah. And he's got up and he on about eight and Mark Potter was refing. And they went, yeah, good to go. And then I knew I was doing 10 rounds because I had nothing to stop him with. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? um, and, I, and I outpointed him, we got through it, and but I took the glove off at the end. The end of the day, you know, Adam was swollen up and whatnot. And uh, but just goes yeah. numb after a few Yeah, rounds, it was yeah. weird. It didn't so much hurt, but it's just like you're just conscious of throwing it. You yeah. Know? Um, but, and I could just feel it swelling inside the inside the glove. Like, I was like, beautiful. <laughs> Did the doctor try and just put it back in? <laughs> like <doctor>. his eyes. But it reminded me, of, like, earlier on, we were talking about, like, the broken nose thing with yourself. Yeah. And I remember fighting Victor Smith. Don't you know Victor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a very good fighter. Like, and uh, ex-pro and, like, IBA world champion and, and whatever. And he had some great fights. And, and, and I fought him. And this is when I was still in Niles. So obviously, like, I was getting bigger fights now. Because I'm I'm training, I'm looking good in there. Do you know what I mean? So, and uh, yeah, I fought Victor, and, and I, I think we was in about the third round. I got through two rounds with him, which was mate. I knew I was going to lose a fight, but I was just like, if I could survive, just out of talent, you know, I was just being so happy that I got through the rounds. And, and he come in at me, and, it, and he sort of touched me on the back of the head, and I put, I put my head down. Biggest mistake you can do, like yeah. put my yeah. head down, eyes down, straight up the middle. Felt my nose go. And like there was just blood claret everywhere, like and, and it got stopped, like so straight into the red room. Uh onto, onto the famous sofa. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Dr. Yusuf's there, like sort of cracking it back. Oh mate, the sound deserved, <laughs> the sound I just Mom was like it's just like it, it would curled around and um, I've got one arm, he's fucking fighting me yeah, and his yeah. brother. Obviously his brother's like <laughs> slightly bigger than him, but he's like basically throwing us to a bat and yeah, you're yeah. just hearing the crack. He's going, fucking hell, get the fuck off me. And I was like, oh, my, my fucking eyes are He's going, no, no, don't look That's right. it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, oh. He's going to be like, I've got to do it before it sets. I've got to yeah. do it before it sets. So I'm, I'm sitting there and they're doing the same. They're holding me and all the rest of it. Noel's sitting there absolutely wetting himself. Right, like, thinks it's the oh, best thing ever. It's so and then funny. he's got it straight and he's got and he's going. Is that straight to everyone? And Noel's going, No, no, do it again, do it again, do it again. <laughs> get off. <laughs> the good famous red room with his nose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so after with that, then you're is it you just fighting every weekend? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, just sort of cracking on, um, just taking fights. Yeah, you know, sort of here and there, and and, and up against whoever, really. So just yeah. just carry on with the journeyman. But I had like a, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Because like you have that like circuit where like yeah, I'm a journeyman, I'm losing, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But then I had certain circuits where I was actually going and winning fights. You know, like sort of Darren and Lane yeah. show. Yeah. Um, because then I defended that. That's where that other fight was with Tony Barrett. Sorry, um, I defended that European title for the third time. And that was against Tony Barrett. Oh yeah. Um, and we turned up there, and it was like obviously scheduled for ten rounds. And Tony started arguing, saying, "No, I'm only doing six because I haven't been training." And it was like, right, yeah, this is weird. Like you know, that's not really my problem, is it? Like, yeah. I t- you know, so but I was forced to fight him over six rounds. And to be honest with you, I absolutely annihilated him. Probably the biggest annihilation of him, my dad over the four fights was that fight. I mean, and, and again in that fight, and if, like when you watch the video back, it's brutal. Like I'm actually saying, I'm actually calling the referee over and telling him to stop the fight. And usually, like, uh, I'll say like on license, I've been on a license, so you uh, some promoters just go, yeah, I've got my uncle to do the referee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My you don't, you don't know fuck all about boxing. Yeah. And you're like, mate, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this ref, this ref apparently it was. Uh, 
I can't think of his name, he's a bald fella that was refereeing from at the time. Apparently, he was like a really good referee in that. But I mean, it, it, it got to a point where like it was horrible, right? I was, I was, you know, and look, a lot of fighters would have just loved that, you know. Um, I think where I was a bit more seasoned, a bit more, yeah, sort so of like, you come into yourself as like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going at it, but I don't really want to actually hurt someone because no, no. they've got family. Well, that's what I mean. His family were in that corner, yeah. I was absolutely pummeling him and just smacking him, and he was telling me to hit him again. and It was just like, what, what's this about? Like, you know, um, so it's bad refereeing, and obviously, like, come on to like refereeing and that, like, you know, but. For me, that was that was that was pretty naughty. Yeah. yeah. How did you find uh, friends and family took your like? Did you find because I find that people don't understand journeymen. So you mm. you say back turning up and losing. The the point of a journeyman is to create even unlicensing is to if you, especially when you have got a ticket seller who's maybe a novice or something like that is to create a boxer out of someone it's why everyone fights like AJ's everyone fights a journeyman how did you find the friends and family took it to be honest with you like I think quite well really like sort of like you know like people I spoke to about it and all the rest of it like like, I didn't really go around like sort of announcing it to the world and that like at work and stuff like that Um, but people I spoke to I think there was respect there because (laughs) I actually sort of even now, I have more respect for journeymen than I do winners. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm not talking elite level fighters here, am I? I'm talking like journeymen down at sort of like small shows and all the rest of it. Um, you know, because they're the ones that are getting taken the licks and, you know, sort yeah. of like having to earn their money. So to With speak, a you know? mentality, I, I cannot describe yeah. as well because you have to have um, like a great mentality for it because. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like, yeah, well, listen, um, yeah, firstly, it's understanding why you're there, isn't it? Mm. And I think that's the, the biggest thing, um, which I did, like, later on. Um, but, yeah, like, you have to have, you know, like I said to you, a promoter doesn't want to give you 300 quid to fall over in the first round. He wants to give you 300 quid because he to wants you to show. put on the mm. show, get the rounds out, get the other boy experience. With the hardest and potentially loneliest sport in the world. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, listen, there's been times I've gone home bleeding and, that, and you're going home on your own, like, you know, yeah. and there picking up the pieces, like, and you're batting, you know? See, actually, we've been quite lucky because I think every time we went and done it, we ended up yeah, out, yeah, so yeah. we ended up out just having a drink yeah. and having a laugh. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the thing. I, like, I mean, like, 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 don't get me wrong, late in life, it was all right because I had my wife and, and yeah. the kids, and you know, like, my little kids used to always come and check on me, like, you know, like, he's 15 now, late me saying it, but like, when he was like two, three years old, like, he'd come over and give me a kiss and, and yeah. make sure I'm all right and that, and I'd be sitting there, like, bruised up and, and whatever, you know, and the white, you know, but that's what he did, like, yeah, like I say, and I think the mentality, like, what I always say is, is, like, if you, you do that because you've got something to do it for. Yeah. yeah. Like, there ain't no good me doing it now because I've got a good job now. I've got, like, career prospects. I've got a nice house. I've got, like, family. Why would I be doing it? Yeah. And, and I came back for, you know, fast-forwarded a slightly little bit, but, you know, I came back for a fight after a two-year break uh, back in, sort of, 2017-18, I think it was, and just as, like, a, a sort of, like, returnee goodbye sort of on my yeah. terms fight. Yeah. Not a fixed fight by any means. I thought, you know, I thought uh, Troy Matthews, who isn't the most sort of talented fighter, but he's just a big, strong boy and he ain't going to fall over for me. Um, but I remember being in there and taking, like, a couple of shots and just thinking, why am I here? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, and I got through the fight, I won the fight, but it was like, I couldn't do this now, you know? Yeah. I had to do it to put food on my table pay my bills or whatever it was and that was the only reason for it. You you, you spoke about the British Board of Control. Yeah, so 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 basically I 
really liked the idea when I stopped fighting. Um, I'll tell you what happened. I went down to Ben Frankham. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Ben was putting on a few shows, wasn't he? Right? And he and he said to me, I've got a fight for you against a fella, Dan. And it was proper ropey. We got Dan here, it was on a, in the middle of a rugby pitch, uh, just a boxing ring there, like, you know what I mean? I was like, <laughs> no stats. Like, just, yeah, 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 <laughs> literally. Just a load of people standing around watching, like, you know, so proper old school. And I fought a guy called Grant Dickinson. And, um, like, he, like, you know, no disrespect, but he was rubbish. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, he, he, he didn't, he probably a bit of a street urchin, like, with fighting, but he couldn't box, you know? And I took him apart, like, pretty quick. And, um, and Ben, like, gave me some dough and was like, great. And we got chatting. I said, look, I, I wouldn't mind doing a bit of refereeing that. Cause I think they struggled for a referee that day. And that was like saying that I, was, I had a bit of interest in, you know, cause I knew I weren't going to be fighting for much longer. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and, and in fairness to Ben, he gave me his next show and it was a quite a big show. It was an all day thing, 20 or fights or whatever. And he gave me it and it was my first day refing ever. He gave me like 80 quid. <laughs> it was like, right, okay. But I wanted the, I just wanted the chance to see, you know, and that's how I got into it, uh, refing and then like sort of got involved from over since. But with the box, British boxing got ball in control, obviously, you know, like they've, they've got all the rest and everything else. So I thought I'd sort of like email, I found their top man at the time was a guy called Richard Barber and he was like the, the head of the officials or whatever it was for, for, for the South. And I just sent him an email. Didn't really expect much to nothing much. And he come back to me. Um, and he said, look, I can't really like refereeing basically like there ain't no courses or nothing like that at the minute. He said, but there's a chance to be an inspector. Um, so it means you like sort of walk them out. You're in the corners between rounds, yeah. checking nothing's going on, like dodgy, uh, checking the glove backstage, making sure just help with like with all the fires and that, make sure the rules are being abided to. So I thought, well, that might be a way in, you know? Um, so, so I got in. And I uh, did a like, cut like your call with him. And then we, uh, he got me on the David A comeback show against, um, is that Mark Demore? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, if you have a look on there when they're walking out, I'm with Demore walking him out, uh, through the O2. It was absolutely like mad experience. Oh, I love that. And, um, like, see David, like, spoke to him, pictures and all the rest of it. So I started doing that. And I, so, and then, um, I did that a good few times. Like, I was working with Barry McGuigan and, um, what was it? George Groves on the, on the copper box show. He fought an Italian fella there. Like, so I've done like quite a few of those, but to be honest with you, like, it was just, I think with a, with a, with a British ball, it's, it's, it's really clicky. Yeah. Like really, really. If your face don't fit. Do you know what I mean? And I think like, I was like, listen, I was like a big ball bloke with tattoos. Do you know what I mean? And like, I don't think I was ever going to get the chance to do the referee, like, because I weren't coming from the amateurs or background of pro boxing or whatever else. So I just didn't feel like it was going to work for me. And that was the only reason I was doing, because you don't get paid, paid as an inspector either. Like, no. You just, no, you're just there. Like, you know what I mean? No. So, so it's voluntary. Yeah, it's sort of voluntary, but I just thought I'd do it for a time. But then when I went, I'll tell you what happened is I was refing unlicensed, uh, still, and they basically got wind of it. Uh, there was a poster went up with my name on it. Um, and, and they, they literally called me in and were like, look, you know, you can't be doing that. I went, oh, right. Yeah. Sorry. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then like a few months later, it happened again. And, like, <laughs> right. They rang me up and started giving it to me a little bit. I was like, oh, like no, you're all right. Don't worry about it. You know, cause I still want to pay me bills. Like, yeah. You know? So, 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 yeah. So, but I was with the ball of control for a little while. I was really interested in that, like sort of like loads, loads of people I was on Sky Sports and all that sort of thing and like really enjoyed it, you know? So, yeah, it was good. And then you now ref, yeah. So I sort of like, like I say, Ben gave me an opportunity. Then um, after that, I've met a guy at Ben's show. Um, like I chat to everyone, like you know. Um, and I've met a guy at Ben's show, uh, Terry, someone can't put his surname. 
and then ultra white collar boxing. He was yeah. he was the, one of the gyms they were using for their stuff. Terry um, Hathaway, or no, not Terry Hathaway. Uh, I've got a good story about him though. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> he plastered my ass the other week. Yeah, so so uh, yeah, fella was got me in because the referee had dropped out on the night for the uh, what ultra white collar, and they, so I went down there. They said, "Oh, well, I like, will give you sort of a couple of hundred quid, like he ref the show." I said, "Yeah, like." And, and the owner of Ultra White Collar Boxing was at that show that night. Uh, John Leonard, I think his name is, and uh, ref the show all went really well. And John said to me, "Look, I'll use your week in, week out." Uh, so I sort of jumped on that, and I was like refing Saturdays, Sundays, earning more than I was a journeyman as well. Um, and that's how I just started. The name just started getting about, and then I get a phone call from this promoter, that promoter. Like and just sort it's of yeah. jumping like that, and um, yeah, and there ain't a lot of referees, good referees that have got like have been a fighter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So obviously, when yeah, and that's probably with happens. your experience as well, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, and it really helps as well. Like, it really does help. Like, cause, you know, you can look at listen. Like, you've been fighters as well, right? Like, and you know when you you know when someone's ready to go, like, do you know yeah. what I mean? You can just see it, and and it does help with the stoppages and things like that. And then. A friend of mine from school, Danny Morgan, uh, started doing shows for the Golden Gloves down in uh, Essex. Um, and he had loads of shows. I was his sole referee and, and sort of advisor on stuff as well. Um, and that went really well. And then Alan phoned me, Alan Mortlock from the IBA phoned me this year um, and said about, and I've been with Alan since I was 18. So, yeah. you know, and he said, look, you want to come on balls? And he's got stuff in the, in the pipeline that, you know, he's going to make the shows a lot bigger. We've now got Ian John Lewis. Uh, refing with us, he's now away from the pro board. Yeah, um, yeah, for a bit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Try yeah. to get him on here, but he's. Yeah, 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 yeah. well, we're, we're. I think we want to try and get him on, but we'll wait for him to deal with everything. Yeah, he's I got think there's a lot of stuff that there. That there's so much say and not say. And, yeah, and, and, I know that, and I've, I've put it on record. I think you've put it on record. I feel for him. Really yeah, yeah, feel yeah. For him. Yeah, he's a, listen. He's a lovely, lovely fellow as well. Mm. Um, and he. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, working a bit with him at the minute, and um, yeah, so yeah, reference going really well, and and I'm doing a lot of stuff with there because it was a, there was a there was a death front there up in um, can't remember the area. It wasn't on any of Alan's shows or anything like that. But basically, he's put, it's a white collar, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's put a lot of yeah, safety like measures Huddersfield, in. I think. So, yeah, I'm not too sure. There's yeah. actually been a couple now, to be honest. Um, and and Alan's all about safety now, like do you know what I mean. And um, so he's brought me in doing a. <laughs> Doing a bit of uh, a bit of stuff with the safety side of it, making sure the weights, is, you know, we're, you know, he's sort of come on since sort of back in the day. Um, so yeah, just working on that. Okay. Oh. Um, who's like the best fighter that you thought that really sticks out? I think obviously I thought Dominic Negus. Um, that one was always going to haunt me. So um, right, he was just superb. Um, just what, pinpoint, you know. What about like the best venue? Best venue. Best venue. I think, like, for me, I think the tavern, like, I know a lot of people don't like it. It's broken as hell. I hate it. It's a very big so small. But atmospheric, like, you know, like the atmosphere there, I do love it there. I think, like, City Pavilion was fantastic. City Pavilion, honestly, um, my, if if the City Pavilion could get signed off for a pro, like, it would so oh, yeah. it would do so well. No, no, it would, and it is. That is a great. It's a lot, like, obviously, cleaner, more modern, whatever. I think, like, when I say about the tavern, the tavern for me is just the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Like, when you get enough people in there on the night, it's it's rocking, like you know. Um, but yeah, I think the City Pavilion, I, I boxed at Coco's in Camden. That was a, that was a decent that was a decent uh, venue as well. Yeah, 
What's uh, what's next for you then? Just refing? Yeah, I think for me now, just do the refing. Um, you know, do do the uh, the safety stuff with Alan or whatever way that that sort of pans out and goes. Um, but I think I think yeah, I've got like I say, I've got my career now and and everything else. I, I don't get too involved. Um, you know, you always think about sort of coaching and, and this sort mm, of thing. Yeah. Um, but it's hard now, isn't it? Like, you want your kids to do it or not? Nah, nah, no. they're not really them sort of kids, to be honest. I sort of kept them, like, honest away from it. Like, you know, you always, you know, you do a bit of pads when they're younger and all that, don't you? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. last thing I want to do, I don't, the thing is, I wouldn't want them to be in a position where they've got to go and do it, you know? Yeah, true, yeah, um, give you that. You know, so, but look, obviously, if they ever come to me and said, I want to do it, I'm going to do it, or whatever, then I'd be there, like, and like, try and direct them. Yeah, because, you know, you know the game now, don't you? Yeah. Like, like when I, we spoke about earlier, I was naive. I didn't have yeah. that guidance, you know? So we like to ask our guests their perfect fighter through different attributes, like picking, like, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot here, yeah, picking, right, yeah. like, different fighters for different attributes. So if I was to say, if you, your best, uh, who you think is the best fighter through, like, footwork, is it for pros, yeah? Yeah, or whoever, anyone like if you I just think a, footwork wise, you got to go with Mayweather, is not you? Boxing IQ. Boxing IQ. I'd go with. Hmm, that is a tough one. That is a tough one. You've literally stumped me. Yeah, I, know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think probably like like modern day like be like the Usyk or someone, you know? Okay, what about punch power? Punch power, I'll go Mike Tyson. He's one of my favourite yeah. fighters, yeah. Um, chin? Chin. Down yeah, yeah. That's, that's bloody tough. He's really yeah. tough on the spot, isn't it? Normally I'll just be like, yeah, bang, bang, bang. I'm going back, like, trying to think, like, 80s, 90s and things like that. Um, bloody hell. <laughs> Got to throw some at me, lads. I can't. Uh, oh, well, what about, like, um, attacking prowess? Attacking, yeah. I think obviously, like, sort of go back to Mike Tyson again. I think he's absolutely like sort of dynamite, exciting fighter, and fearless as well. You know, defensive work. I actually think I really like because um, I'm I'm relating to heavyweights because that's where I've sort mm-hmm. of like always watched the that. You know, um, obviously, like you got the Mayweather in there, like it's the obvious choice for for that. You know, but I think uh, Tyson Fury's defense is actually very very good. You know, yeah, and then Jim. Chin, yeah, <laughs> the chin is a tough one. Um, it's a really tough one. I'm actually stuck on the chin. <laughs> I'm really stuck. We'll bring you back in, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I literally can't think. Uh, it's a right, I've, got, I've got a question for you because heavyweights, yeah. AJ Dillian, what are you picking? Joe, it's tough this time around. Um, I would say. I've got a bad feeling AJ yeah. would win it, but I would be rooting for Dillian. Because yeah. I think he's done things the right way, you know, and I, I think he just deserves that moment, you know. No, oh, fair enough. Is there anything we've missed that you want to add? So? No, I no? think so. No. No. Oh, well, thank you for joining us. Um, again, I'll say if you've liked the content, uh, join our Patreon, £3 a month. Um, also, just get on our socials. Uh, the general, uh, the JMS, nearly, nearly, yeah, the uh, JMS Boxing Podcast. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.